0: A Brief Summary of Missouri History by Pastor Dan Gaiman Admitted into the Union in 1821, the state of Missouri has roots reaching into the history of France, then Spain, and then France again before President Thomas Jefferson purchased this region in the Louisiana Purchase of 1803. Beginning in the 17th century, the Mississippi River Valley was the home of scattered French settlements, mostly fur trading posts. By the middle of the 18th century, More of the present-day United States was under French control than any other European power. France controlled from New Orleans, northeast to the Great Lakes, and northwest to Montana. During the French and Indian War in 1762, France ceded the French-controlled Louisiana Territory west of the Mississippi to Spain. In 1763, France transferred most of its remaining North American Territory to Great Britain. Spain was losing its power and status and invested very little to develop or do anything significant with the Louisiana Territory for the 30 years that Spain did control this territory, and before the French ceded the territory to Great Britain. The Louisiana Purchase Major changes came to the Louisiana Territory in 1796, when Spain allied itself with France. This caused Britain to exercise its mighty naval power to cut off Spain from the United States. Then, in 1801, Spain signed a treaty with France, returning the Louisiana Territory to French hands. In the meantime, American settlers had been moving westward down the Ohio and Tennessee River Valleys and were dependent on open and free access to the Mississippi River. Reaching the port of New Orleans was dependent on successfully navigating the Mississippi River. Naturally, the U.S. was concerned that Napoleon Bonaparte, now the leader of France, would want to increase control of the Mississippi River and seize access to the Gulf of Mexico and the important port city of New Orleans. Thus, in an effort to preserve American access to this part of Louisiana Territory, President Jefferson drafted a letter to Robert Livingston, a U.S. envoy that served in France, and told him of the problems that America could face with U.S. settlers moving westward and depended on navigation of the Mississippi River. In his letter to Livingston, President Jefferson said this, The day that France takes possession of New Orleans, we must marry ourselves to the British fleet and nation. Jefferson requested Livingstone to negotiate with French finance minister Barbet Marbois for the purchase of New Orleans. The French were quite slow in exercising control of Louisiana, but in 1802, France ordered Spanish authorities to revoke a U.S.-Spanish treaty that had granted Americans the right to use the port of New Orleans as a place to store goods. President Jefferson was quite concerned about this and commissioned James Monroe, a future U.S. president, to go to France and assist Livingston in negotiations with the French to solve this worsening problem. In a surprise move in the middle of April of 1803, the French asked Livingston, if the United States would have any interest in purchasing the entire Louisiana Territory. The French were motivated to sell the Louisiana Territory because of a number of complications they themselves were trying to resolve. They had failed to put down a slave revolution in Haiti, and simultaneously faced possible war with Great Britain and a subsequent naval blockade of France. This, combined with growing economic problems, was sufficient motivation for Napoleon to offer the Louisiana Territory for sale. The French wasted no time in these negotiations. By April 30th, a treaty had been prepared and was signed on May 2nd, 1803. By October, the U.S. Senate had ratified the treaty, and by 1803, France had transferred authority of the Louisiana Territory to the United States' control. The U.S. agreed to pay 11250000 dollars and assume payment of American citizens against France in the amount of $3,750,000. This vast territory of some 828,000 square miles of land, for the price of less than 3 cents an acre, was the most significant land acquisition any U.S. President ever made in our history. In fact, it is hailed as one of the most significant real estate deals in the annals of history. By eighteen o four, a territorial government was established, and President Jefferson thereafter commissioned the Lewis and Clark expedition to explore and map the enormous acquisition. About nine years later, on April thirtieth, eighteen twelve, the first U.S. state was carved out of the Louisiana Territory. Louisiana was admitted into the Union as the eighteenth state. What did the Louisiana Territory do for the still fledgling United States? Well, for starters, it doubled the size of the American Republic. This vast region stretched from the Mississippi River in the east to the Rocky Mountains in the west, and from the Gulf of Mexico in the south to the Canadian border in the north. Part of all of some 15 states were eventually carved out of this vast acquisition, which undoubtedly is one of President Thomas Jefferson's greatest achievements. At the time, few Americans, including the President, knew what an enormous blessing this vast region would become. Remember that this vast region, largely unknown, had never been fully explored by any means, and remained mostly a mystery to all. Of interest to note to Bible students who are familiar with the prophetic promises that God made with Jacob in Genesis 35, verse 11, and Jacob in turn with his son Joseph in Genesis 48, 1-19, and Joseph's two sons, Ephraim and Manasseh, was the spirit of what became known as Manifest Destiny. This blessing and inheritance are confirmed in Genesis 49, verses 22-26, and even repeated by Moses again in Deuteronomy 33, verses 13-17. What American has not heard of the spirit of Manifest Destiny? That seems innate in the hearts of Anglo-Saxon Europeans who settled America in fulfillment of Bible prophecy. America was destined to be the great nation of Manasseh, the most exceptional nation in the annals of history. Of course, Ephraim received the blessing of the unprecedented success of the British Commonwealth of Nations, a commonwealth of nations upon whose lands the sun never set. A snapshot of Missouri. The state of Missouri was one of the 15 states that either totally or partially was carved out of the Louisiana Purchase. Missouri became the 21st state in 1821 with approximately 70,000 square miles of land. It's carved into 114 counties, some of them quite large. Missouri borders eight states, is bounded by the Mississippi River on the east, and has the Missouri River cutting through it, as well as many smaller rivers. Missouri is well served with abundant waterways. Missouri was a pivotal state in the westward expansion of America, and is where the Pony Express, the Oregon Trail, the Santa Fe Trail, and the California Trail originated. As such, Missouri was known as the gateway to the West. The Arch in St. Louis memorializes the role that Missouri played as pioneers headed out to settle the great American West. Missouri and the Civil War Vernon County, Missouri was no place to live during the horrific days of the Missouri-Kansas border war, which began during the Northern War of Aggression, otherwise known as the Civil War. During this terrible conflict, Union forces burned Nevada, Missouri to the ground. William Quantrill, Bloody Bill Anderson, the James Boys, Jesse and Frank, the Younger Brothers, and many other guerrilla and Confederate sympathizers were a thorn in the side of the Union Army and their civilian pro-Northern sympathizers. The Kansas side of this border was loyal to the Union, while the Missouri side was largely loyal to the South, though not entirely. Missouri had two separate state governments during the Civil War, even two governors. Yes, this was a much-divided state and not a good place to live if you were a Southern sympathizer, because Union soldiers were garrisoned at various points along the Kansas border right next to Missouri. The border war intensified when Union General Thomas Ewing ordered the arrest, detention, and removal of female kinfolk of all known Confederate guerrillas in the region. A makeshift jail in Kansas City held a number of these women. In horrific tragedy, the jail collapsed, killing these women. Among them were five women who were sisters of the infamous guerrilla William Bloody Bill Anderson. Six days later, the deaths of these Confederate women were avenged in a surprise attack on Lawrence, Kansas, by William Quantrill, who led a band of more than 400 guerrillas. This resulted in the death of more than 160 men, all of them Union sympathizers, some of them alleged to have been unarmed. As a reprisal, on August twenty fifth, 1863, General Thomas Ewing issued Order No. 11, considered to be the boldest move ever made by the U.S. government against its own people. In addition to ordering the evacuation of all civilian Confederate sympathizers in four Missouri counties, including the northern half of Vernon County and all of Bates, Cass, and Jackson counties, Order No. 11 empowered Union troops to seize displaced families' grain, hay crops, and livestock. Union soldiers plundered abandoned properties and set many farmsteads ablaze. The flames spread to adjoining tall grass prairies and quickly consumed much of the landscape, burning many farmsteads to the ground. This area along the western section of the Missouri border with Kansas became known as the Burnt Out Area. Many of the southern sympathizers who were evacuated from western counties in Missouri, including Vernon, found it extremely hard to leave their properties. However, some of them never returned. As the crow flies, a rock house belonging to one of those Confederate families is located less than a half mile from the Church of Israel festival grounds. This stone house belonged to the Milton Lady family, a relative of my stepfather, Dale Lady Creek, near the Church of Israel, is named after Milton Lady, This family went back to Indiana following order number 11. Several years later, however, they returned to claim their abandoned farm. This stone house is not far from the portion of the Osage River that borders the Church of Israel campground. The History of the Church of Israel Campground The Church of Israel is located on the northern end of Vernon County, where the Osage River divides. Vernon County borders the state of Kansas... The western border of the Church Visual Festival Grounds and the area along the Osage River includes a large portion of Haley's Bluff, which originally was under French control when the French owned the Louisiana Territory. The area along the Osage River adjacent to the Festival Grounds is where a French French fur trading post was once located. French trader Pierre Chateau built Fort Carondelet about 1787 as a trading post on the high ground known as Haley's Bluff. Fort Carondelet is named for Baron de Carondelet, the Spanish government of Louisiana. Though no accurate description of this fort has been found, it was probably a customary log trading building, a blockhouse and a couple of cabins surrounded by palisades and garrisoned by a dozen or more of the employees of the fur trading company. While nothing remains of this trading post, speculation has positioned it directly along the Osage River that passes along the high ground, overlooking the Osage River adjacent to the church property. Some historians do believe that the trading post was a bit further down the Osage River. What is certain is that the trading post did exist. Some tangible evidence points to its existence right along the Haley's Bluff area, because four-foot-deep fur caches are carved into stone at the foot of the bluff. Today, the population of Vernon County, Missouri is about 21,000. A high percentage of this total is located in Nevada, the county seat. The remainder of the county is quite rural, with a few small communities here and there. Our population is predominantly white, Vernon County has a substantial number of Amish and Mennonites, Vernon County has limited employment possibilities, which tends to keep the present population stable, as there is nothing significant to attract tourists. This has its upside as well as a few downsides. Farm consolidation has also diminished the population. The population of Vernon County in 1900 was about 31,500 people, so we've lost about 10,000 people. The church has been here since 1941, when Leo and Lucy Gaiman purchased land and moved here with other families from the Colorado Rockies in the fall of 1941. This area of Missouri was quite, quite rural in 1941, with no electricity, no improved roads, and only a farming economy. Like much of America, the people of Missouri have survived the horrific years of the Great Depression and were about to enter World War II. This war, and the post-war struggles of a rural farming community, made it extremely difficult for our fledgling church to get established. No sooner had some families moved here than their husbands and fathers were called to war. Leo Gaiman didn't get drafted because he was a farmer and had five children when America entered the war. He thus remained behind and was able to help the newborn church get established. However, tragedy literally struck his household when Leo was struck by lightning and killed when he was farming with a steel wheeled tractor. Only the grace of God has kept this church going from that moment forward. But praise his holy name, we are still here and working to advance the gospel of the kingdom for the glory of God. Until Christ returns, our duty is to occupy it.